Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 96 of It's Not the Worst Movie Ever podcast. We are bringing you this episode on a lovely Monday. Uh, I am your host, Lee Paddock, and my co-host, Starling Hammer. And uh, as always, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning before we start talking about these movies, so there it is, and now let's go ahead and talk about the movie. Um, this week, it was my choice, and the uh, film that I chose for our viewing was a movie that I don't think a lot of people really talk about anymore, but I remember it being kind of a big deal when it first came out, and I remember for a little while it was sort of getting, it was there was sort of like a, a resurgence of interest in it somehow. Um, but nowadays, you know, I don't really feel like people uh, reference it a lot. But it's I definitely a, never heard of it. But it's a, it's a movie called Snatch from the year 2000. Yeah. A millennia The ago. beginning of the millennium. Um, and, uh, yeah, this, this film is directed by uh, Guy Ritchie. Hey, <laughs> stop playing on your phone. Uh, yes, this film is directed by Guy Ritchie, who, um, was sort of becoming like this rising star at the time that this movie was made in, uh, British cinema. He, uh, did one movie before this that also starred Jason Statham. Um, it's a movie called Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Um, I have not seen it. Um... A lot of people criticize this movie for being too much like that one. So I'm thinking that that movie is pretty similar to... Uh, He's got a kind of a theme. You can tell a Guy Ritchie movie. He has his own style. I feel like that part. might have been people's complaints because it was like his own... It, it, it just seems like a good timing for that because it's his second movie, so all they have to reference is the first one, and then you realize once he's like seven movies in, and you're like, oh, that's just how he makes his movies. Because they all have <laughs> that like, vroom, 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 that Guy Ritchie. Feel. Everyone knows, even King Arthur, up, which I'll down. show you one day, is a Guy Ritchie movie. Yes, it is. Um, has that. It's You can immediately tell, oh, oh, this is a Guy Ritchie scene. Even if mm-hmm. he tries to like tone it down a little bit, maybe try to be more mainstream or whatever, he'll still have that, all right, here we are. We're making the plan. We're going to jump shot like 17 times while we're making the plan. We're going to cut to us doing the plan after the plan while we make the plan. That's a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> They'll be much. talking about something that is happening on screen and then it flashes to them done. And you're like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's all, it's it's very kind of Tarantino-esque. Sometimes you're confused at where you are in the timeline in a Guy Ritchie movie. You're like, did it already happen, the thing they're talking about? Or are they going to yeah, do it? <laughs> especially like in this movie. Yeah, there's a lot of like, well, actually, <laughs> like, everything's happening like at the same time, but it's not happening at the same time, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll get into all that. I like Guy Ritchie. Uh, this is definitely my favorite film of his. Um, I don't like his uh, Sherlock Holmes movie that he did. I've never seen that. I know Robert our Downey friends Jr. really liked it. Robert and that's Downey probably Jr. his most popular series, most successful yeah. movies. That and Aladdin. Even King Arthur was a failure, <laughs> but I don't think it should. That have been. and Aladdin. 
He directed Aladdin too, which totally feels like a Aladdin the cartoon. No, the new live action oh. movie that came out a few years ago. Oh, I didn't. I forgot with Will even, Smith. Remember I, that? I forgot that even came out, but. <laughs> That seems yeah, really that was, weird that he would make that. That was totally just a director for hire. Like, Disney offered me everything, so I'm going to take it. <laughs> so I can keep making movies like this. <laughs> or Yeah, because after that, he made that movie. Because King Arthur was a flop. It was a huge which flop. I don't think it should have. I don't think it deserved that. Um, I am I, kinda, I do. I am excited to show you that. And then, I like uh, your opinion on that one after watching this one. And then, yeah, uh, after... The Aladdin movie, he went back and made a movie that was sort of similar to Snatch and Lockstock. And this other movie that I saw of his called Rock and Rolla, which is very much like almost the same thing as Snatch, but not as good. Um, it was that movie, The The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey. I barely remember it. It came out in 2020, like right before theaters shut Guy down. I Guy Ritchie... It's not got he, he actors have to be on point to be able to follow his kind of like way of directing and formula. Yeah, yeah. Like if you kind of have like a wink weak weak link, it's very noticeable. Yeah, he has um Gerard Butler in Rock and Roll as the lead. I like Gerard Butler, but he doesn't fit. No, you need like a Jason Statham or a... Yeah, he's basically playing the character that Jason Statham would be playing because... Jason Statham just kind of fits. Some directors just have an actor that kind of fits with them best. And I feel yeah, Jason yeah. Statham and is Guy a Ritchie, Guy yeah. Ritchie guy. Kind of how like Samuel Jackson is a Quentin uh, Tarantino guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert De Niro. Not saying Quentin Tarantino can't, or uh, Samuel Jackson can't do movies that aren't Quentin Tarantino. Definitely can. Yeah. And same with Jason Statham. But like they shine the best when are the, when are they're like, under yeah. those directors. Or like Robert De Niro with Martin Scorsese. Yeah, those directors they just probably have a great relationship, friendship. It, yeah, it's a friendship. And it's like a so, like directors can bring out the oh, yeah. best in those actors. In those and the movies. actor can trust the director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you have once they get like a history. Once you cut to the fourth movie they've done to each other, mm-hmm. they really know each other at that point. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, Guy Ritchie, yeah, if you kind of get, like, someone who's kind of like, oh, well, it doesn't really fit his style. Um, yeah, Gerard Butler was not very good. I like Gerard Butler, but, like, he kind of needs to be in more straightforward action. Yeah, like... He's kind of more Olymp- of, like, the <laughs> White House Down kind of... Olympus has fallen. Olympus has fallen. Just more straightforward, like, I'm the badass. Pretty 300, much. something like that. Not just yeah. Guy Ritchie. It's 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 not like super sophisticated, but they're like gangsters and they're making plans. Yeah, they're and British Cockney gangsters, and I don't know. Jason Statham just fits that perfect. Is better at it. He's exactly what you think of when you think like an old, like, or like 80s, a Cockney, 90s, yeah, Cockney English gangster. Yeah, he fits it well. Yeah, I, li- I really like Jason Statham. I like him too. Um, so, I guess maybe we should kind of talk about the plot a little bit, just to kind of give people an idea of what it's about. Um, basically, there are, like, two stories happening in this movie. Uh, one of them involves a, uh, a diamond heist, uh, that takes place in, like, Zurich, uh, somewhere in Eastern Europe. Um... 
And what ends up happening is the the person who keeps the diamond is a guy named Frankie Fourfingers, who uh, is played by Benicio del Toro. And uh, his whole thing is that he he has a gambling addiction. So he you know he was in debt to you know, a lot of like bad you know people because he was playing in like underground games probably. And so when he couldn't pay up. Got his finger chopped off, uh, but he's a really good thief, so he's Frankie Four Fingers, um, and he works with uh, these Jewish mobsters in New York, and um, the Jewish mobster was well, no, yeah, the Jewish mobster is trusting Frankie Four Fingers to. Uh, Make sure, you know, to keep the diamond and don't do anything stupid. Don't gamble, because he knows that the guy has a horrible gambling addiction. Um, meanwhile, the people that he, Frankie Fourfingers, uh, did the heist with were, like, a part of the Russian mob. So it was, like, this weird uh, thing between the Russian mob and the Jewish mafia. Um, where they were going to split the profits, but the Russians kind of had this sneaky plan to get the diamond. Um, and uh, the one of the guys from the heist calls Boris the Blade, who's this, uh, you know, sort of feared Russian gangster because uh, nobody can kill him, apparently. His other nickname is Boris the Blade. Bullet Dodger. <laughs> kind of like Rasputin. <laughs> and there's a funny line later in the movie where the guy's like, where somebody's like, well, why do they call him the Bullet Dodger? Well, because he dodges bullets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what do you think it means? <laughs> He's really good at knife fights. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? I mean, he is because he, like, has yeah, a fucking, like, still. butcher knife in his belt. Like, yeah, he's, like, this ex-KGB, like, crazy guy. He's also, like, a arms dealer. A crooked arms dealer who sells people non-functioning weapons. Yeah, he's a real piece of shit. Yeah, and so he's like the brother of one of the guys who is a part of the heist. And so he's tasked with retrieving the diamond. And he, you know, he gets Frankie Fourfingers to buy a gun from him. Well, not buy a gun from him. Uh, actually, his plan is to have... Frankie Fourfingers place a bet uh, for an unlicensed boxing match that's happening. And, you know, this is going to get him in place for him to be robbed by these guys that the Russian hires, these three morons um, who fancy themselves really good criminals, but they're actually the worst, maybe some of the worst criminals in movie history. Yeah. Um... It's hilarious. Uh, they hire them to ambush this guy and get the briefcase. Um, <laughs> when they do this, everything goes horribly wrong. They show up too late. Well, actually not too late because the uh, turns out Frankie Fourfingers is there too. Uh, but they back up into his van <laughs> and knock him out so he can't go into the, the betting house. Um, and so when they go in there, uh, all bets are off, and uh, there's no money. 
and uh, they uh, end up um, almost getting shot themselves by the, mm-hmm. the teller, um, who was really funny, actually, that lady. Yeah, she's like, fuck you. <laughs> she was like, like, all bets are off. It's like you can try to rob us, there's no money. So. <laughs> if, the, if all bits are off, then there can't be any money. And the, <laughs> and the guy's like, I'm not fucking buying that. And she's like, well, I'm not fucking selling it. It's a fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was good. Yeah. Shoot me. Cool. There'll still be no money over here. He's like, well, I guess all we have is copper, coin, uh, copper coins. And um, he's just like, oh, this is fucking shitty. And she grabs his shotgun and like <laughs> almost blows him away and puts up all the security shit and then they get trapped <laughs> in the like the vestibule uh and they can't open it cuz there's a security door they try to shoot it open and he ends up wounding his friend well not wounding the big fat guy no yeah that's the fat guy comes in to open the door Oh, like, yeah. what the fuck are you two doing? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that pretty much... And then they, they basically, yeah, they kidnap Frankie Fourfingers, the, this big fat man who's supposed to be their getaway driver, uh, finds him, knocks him out, throws him in the back seat. And, uh, yeah. And then when it comes to the unlicensed boxing tournament that's actually a big part of this movie too yeah i forgot about that that's basically a whole other movie into itself as i said there's two different stories and this is where jason statham comes in him and his little friend named tommy um are unlicensed boxing promoters and uh right now at this point in the movie they're working with a guy named gorgeous george who's just this big lug you know who's also like their bodyguard i guess um but he's gonna be in this unlicensed boxing tournament uh, it's fixed of course by this uh and it's all being run by this uh psychopathic like gangster who likes to feed people to pigs um Really just enjoys killing people. A little too much. Mm. Um, and he's like into dog fighting and shit. They really just all he's around good guy. <laughs> bad criminal. And but he's very like uh, he's not like super high up on the food chain. Yeah, he's definitely like mid level like gangster. But he thinks of himself much higher yeah. because he runs a town. Basically. And there's people out there bigger, and they're like, "That's cool. I run a country." <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, what ends up happening is is that uh, Jason Statham needs a new trailer or a caravan. And uh, the best place to get a caravan is to go to the uh, gypsy campsite on the edge of town. And this is where we meet Brad Pitt (laughs) in his one of his weirdest roles ever. Um... Who he plays Mickey the Gypsy, who <laughs> we discover because when they buy the the caravan, you know the gypsies are basically ripping them off, and uh, like the wheels fall off and falls you know, apart. Just completely falls apart. They get uh, 
his little Jason Statham's little friend and the big boxer man get really upset and uh Brad Pitt's like, "Well, I'll fight you for it." And uh this is where we find out that uh Brad Pitt's character is a unlicensed bare-knuckle boxing champion. Yeah, because he takes down a guy like three times his size. Which in real, I mean, it's knocks him out in like less than a second. Yeah, movie logic. Because in real life, yeah, it's like sort of supernatural. Yeah, because in real life, Brad Pitt would have been ripped in half. Yes. Doesn't matter how good you are. No, it's that big. (laughs) It's funny. It's like you fighting Francis and (laughs) Ganu. Exactly. Oh my god, worse than that. (laughs) Yeah, definitely worse than that. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. but but yeah, so it's funny too. Like when <laughs> you know they're like uh, when they're um when they're they're talking about uh the fight or whatever, doing the fight. Uh, his mom is all like, "You know what happens when you fight? <laughs> Don't do it," because she knows like. Uh, Probably gonna kill him. <laughs> yeah, kill his poor big lug. Um, broke his jaw. And that's what you think, kind of at first. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit, he he's dead. But uh, and it's pretty funny during uh, Jason Statham's narration. It's like if he doesn't wake up, <laughs> he's fucked. His little friend is fucked because it's like, well, we're not gonna call the police or anything. And this is, you know, we have a witness here. Uh, oh yeah, we're just he's like crying. Is like they'll just bury this big lug and kill you and kill him. Yeah, and just get the fuck out of there. Um, but luckily the guy lives. But that kind of leaves them in a bind because now the fight can't happen, or so they think. Um, but they end up making a deal with Brad Pitt's character. Uh, to take the guy's uh this guy's place and uh you know as a way of making sure the fight still happens but uh of course uh he just knocks the the guy out and the the boxing tournament the bo- oh my god Leaves this movie through. this movie is just like it's all over the place so it's really hard to just talk about it without you kind of just have to watch it it really. is yeah definitely because that's i think that's kind of a thing with any guy Ritchie movie because of what we keep hammering on is like it, it just keeps jumping around so we can't follow this like timeline for you plot because I then I can't just summarize it I have, I have to, to go dis- back and then you have to go forward then you gotta go back and then you gotta go forward yeah, to describe like every little scene basically it's just it's about a diamond heist uh, and a legal boxing match and a legal boxing match and these two stories get intertwined um, and it's very entertaining it's it is if you like Guy Ritchie you're gonna like it if you don't like Guy Ritchie you're not gonna like it it's kind of that it's kind of like if you yeah. like Guy Ritchie, you like Guy Ritchie. If you like Quentin Tarantino, you like Quentin Tarantino. And this is very much like a Tarantino movie. Yeah, it's not super graphic, but it's not not. But not it's graphic. like it's all about. It's really it's about the like the snappy dialogue and all the the characters. Yes, it's a very dialogue driven movie. Um, it's boxing, but there's only a few boxing matches. The few boxing matches there are are really cool, especially at um, the end. Yeah. Um, 
That's uh, that's an interesting thing because uh, Brad Pitt was and a Brad little. Brad Pitt is uh, like the standout in this movie by yeah. far. I he's, think he's great. Like just because you can, you can't understand a single word he says, but he he embraces a gypsy. I love Brad Pitt. He's like Brad Pitt. Like the more movie you've shown me a lot of movies with him in him. Um, well, like he keeps making movies. Yeah, but other than that, I've only seen him in like rom coms and romance action movies and stuff. Yeah. Um, but now I've seen him in Bullet Train. I saw these two movies. I saw the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, more not just Brad Pitt trying to get like a paycheck. Um, yeah. Not saying he didn't get paid for those movies, but like not just doing like a romance. Those movie. are the movies he really cares about. Um, <laughs> and it's shown to me Brad Pitt is probably one of the best actors we have alive these days. Oh, for sure. And in time of acting because he's so he embraces whatever role you give him. Even if it is one of those, I'm just paying, getting a paycheck for a rom-com, he becomes whatever they wanted him to be. In Mr. and Mrs. Smith, he's a fucking assassin. In, in, in uh, Snatch, he's a gypsy fuck. In, he's a gypsy uh, fuck. In Fight Club, he's a crazy psychopath fucking cult leader. But like, he does it in such a Brad Pitt way. Brad Pitt is so likable. It's so yeah, he's charismatic. It's like impossible to not like Brad Pitt. He's charismatic. Unless you're a Karen. Like, Brad yeah. Pitt's aren't like my camera. I'm pretty sure everybody likes Brad Pitt. Because, yeah, because he's so, he's sexy, he's, he's funny, he has a good sense of humor. It's not just like, oh, he's a good comedic actor. He has a good sense of humor. Oh, yeah. He's, he's known he's for going to funny. tons of comedy shows, being on record of liking a lot of the big nighttime comics, but not just names, like comics that are like actually well-liked in the industry. Um, one of he his favorite funny. comics is Tom Segura, which I love. Um, yeah. Who, um, who's one of my favorite comedians, too. And like he's, it's just he's, he's an interesting so guy. He's so just he looks like he smells, but like he's so sexy, it's ridiculous. Like no yeah. homo or anything, but Jesus Christ. Especially in this era of like Fight Club and Snatch. This is right where after he's Fight Club too. Slinky and like he he's doesn't like have washboard. I think he has some tattoos, but like if he he's got the body that could pull off Head to toe tattoos and still be fucking insanely sexy and not just look like a tattoo monster. Yeah, yeah, he, he has tattoos in in this movie. They look so like he just looks good with tattoos. And this era of Brad Pitt, this is the like what all men would love to be or look mm-hmm. like. Yeah, but then I like him. double ba- wait, double bacon western cheeseburgers, so it's <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> it's funny how um when he first got offered the role, he was a little Brad Pitt was actually a little afraid because. Uh, there's uh, fighting features pretty heavily in this movie, and he had just gotten done with Fight Club, so he was like, "I, I don't want to do another movie about fighting." Don't want to get typecast as like that. Yeah, but he wanted to work with Guy Ritchie so much because he liked Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Yeah, a lot. and like plus the he's like the two perfect fighting movies to do to not get typecast as a fighting movie guy. Because it's like Fight Club was a fighting guy movie, but but that's barely. not the main point. Let's oh sorry, it's like the fighting was crazy, but it wasn't like oh they're doing like that's this league the, making money. No, they're yeah. just these guys who like to embrace their inner manhood or fighting. Yeah, there's a bigger overall. Theme and even this, it's like it. okay, yeah, it's illegal boxing, but you don't really give a fuck about if he wins or loses the match because it's all fake anyway. Because he's, he's trying to get thrown, and you kind of know he's gonna win it. He's going to make sure that he's going to, like, 
Yeah, yeah. He has a big plan. At you the never end. think Brad Pitt's gonna lose. It's not one of those where you're like, is he or isn't he? Like, it's not like a Rocky movie. It, it's literally like, oh, let's yeah. watch this crazy shit happen. He's and gonna win, and like, what's gonna be the consequences from him winning? And like, if and it, it, his mom dies. Yes, the gangster kills his mom. And then we get because like, he refuses to scene. fight again. Yeah, yeah. Without getting paid more. So he burns his fucking mom's caravan with her inside of it. And there's that great shot where he's like standing in front of the fire. Yeah, he tries to run it a bunch of times and eventually they stop. And they're all, yeah. And then he just really good, and yeah. accepts it. And it's like, it's a real, like, that shows like the, that. The gypsies are not. That Brad Pitt's character, or Brad Pitt was taking it really seriously. He's That's what I meant. Like, he becomes, like, in Bullet Train, he's a silly goose, kind of weird assassin dude. Mm-hmm. In, uh, and in this one, yeah, he's a real gypsy, like crazy, like this guy will cut your throat. His gypsy followers will <laughs> chop you up, and you'll be never seen again. You're <laughs> like, gonna get, yeah, you're gonna get and you blown don't away. Fuck with the gypsy. Yeah, that scene is unless so you have a plan to kill every single one of them at the same time, yeah. because if you leave one alive, they're gonna come for your nutsack. The ending of this movie is very, very satisfying. Yeah, um, yeah, just. The way everything wraps up, uh, just like yeah, the gypsies just take out the uh, British gang. The, this yeah, this low-level, mid-level British gang. They bury all the bodies on their campsite and they just fucking book it with all the money. Um, they win. Yep, I like it. Yep. And you kept thinking, I kind of kept thinking like Jason Statham was gonna fight. Well, that's just because we're used to seeing him as the action hero, but. That's one of the interesting things about this movie is that Jason Statham is just cool a guy. Headed. He's just he's, a guy he's a in this very movie. Very level-headed. Yeah, he's just like he's trying not to get murdered. <laughs> yeah, the whole time. Get, get, him and, his, and friend. his friend. He doesn't want him and his friend to get Tommy. Murdered. Yeah, Tommy the tit. Jason Statham's very British in this movie. Super British, yeah. This whole movie. It's funny, you were like, I can't understand barely anything anybody's saying in this movie. It's mostly gibberish, especially the gypsies. But and then, yeah. There, yeah, there was that one scene where they go meet with uh, Brad Pitt's character, or they go to find Brad Pitt's character, and he's uh, he's coursing with the gypsies, He's which, which I guess is like you set two dogs after a hare oh, and yeah. bet to see like what's going to happen is the is the bet to see if, is the dog going to catch the hare is the rabbit going to get fucked is how they put it <laughs> or is it going to get away and so uh <laughs> they uh Brad Pitt decides well you know if you want me to fight again we'll we'll bet you like let's say that the uh <laughs> the hare get uh the hare gets away and they're like I reckon the rabbit gets fucked um and yeah if Jason Statham, if the rabbit gets fucked, that means Brad Pitt will do the fight for free. If it gets away, then <laughs> they have to buy, they have to buy another caravan, super duper caravan, an expensive one with money that they don't have. And that's the deal that like the pushback, and then they lose, and then that's the pushback that pisses off the British mm-hmm. uh, gangster who then burns down the other caravan in like retribution. I don't think the they were necessarily thing. thinking of killing the mom. They thought they were just burning down a trailer, but she she was living in it. And Bricktop, the the guy who's the the gangster, probably didn't give a fuck. 
Yeah, it's like, oh, well. Well, actually, no, I think maybe he did make, because he is a fucking, like, sadistic piece of shit. Yeah, he wants and to make him pay even more. It's not like he would be upset when he found out. Like, oh, you killed the guy's mom? I didn't say that. Now we got some flowers. No, it was well, more like, ah, oh, nice. Well, remember later well, on, he threatens to to light the rest of the camp on fire. He's like, it's, you're going to be laughing when we're putting, the, when the children, <laughs> when there's, when the children are going to be running with fires in the backs. I don't know. And then, but what I was his gonna, dome shot off. <laughs> yeah, that's great. What I was going to say, though, was it was funny during that, the dog scene, the coursing scene, um, uh, Brad Pitt's explaining, like, all of his, his terms for the, the deal. And then <laughs> Jason says, like, oh, give us a second to talk about it. And he's just like, did you understand a single word of what was just said? <laughs> no, it's like an American <laughs> talking to a person from the Alp- oh, Appalachian yes. Mountains. You're just like, what? There's that, and there's that whole other part of the movie with uh, the Jewish gangster, uh, Dennis Farina. Yeah, yeah, he keeps, he's He there. comes down from, Amer- from New York all is pissed off. Is he ever going to discover that Four Fingers is dead? Like, I think he did. Yeah, but then like, and then like his bodyguard dies, and he doesn't really care, and he's just like, "What the fuck?" He, he tries home. to kill a dog to get the diamond, and then he misses, and he ki- and he kills yep. the cool gangster guy. Yeah, bullet tooth Tony. That we're, was the one part of the movie that I don't like. There's so much we're just like skipping over. It's that's the only part of the movie that like kind of like was that like, part was oh. super lame. Like I just don't think he needed to die, or if he was gonna die, just why do did it have to be like that off camera? The guy just like this is a guy they just said like he survived. Like being shot six times, and he gets shot because a guy freaks out and just shoots a bunch wildly in a small room. Like, what kind of terrible gangster are you? Do you not like know any rules? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, he's like this old. Yeah, he's like this old Jewish gangster who probably makes most of his decisions behind a desk and makes other people do the dirty work. And then plus, like, uh, his bodyguard's dead, so his bodyguard probably would have been like, "Don't shoot," <laughs> right? Uh. It is funny when he uh he comes down to London to yell at the uh the guy who owns the diamond shop who's involved you know, if you if you wanna sell hot hot ice stolen diamonds. Yeah, you gotta go to this fake Jewish guy. <laughs> this guy who wants to be Jewish, uh, but he's not. Um he goes down to <laughs> see him, he's like He's like, hey, hey, he's like, shut up, shut up and sit down, you big bald fuck. Because, <laughs> yeah, and it's so weird that he's just like worships Jews, but he's not Jewish. And it's uh, <laughs> that whole scene, that that whole exchange is funny. He's like, I, I, I don't I really didn't want to come down to London. I didn't want to leave my I didn't want to leave New York for anything but warm, sandy beaches and drinks with little straw hats. <laughs> the British guy is like, well, well, we have sandy beaches. So who the fuck wants to see them? Yeah, who the fuck wants to see It's true. Who the fuck goes to Britain for the beaches? <laughs> oh, man. So, I don't know. There's a lot of really just funny lines in this movie. Really colorful characters. Um, it's It's definitely... A style over substance movie. Um, yeah, because it's not like a crazy. There's not a lot to story it. Story or anything. It's 
and you pretty much know where it's going the whole time, except for like the little bit of the twist with the gypsies killing the gangster. But you kind of expected that. Too. Oh yeah, for sure. You didn't think the movie was just going to end with the, like Brad Pitt being a bitch. They kind of set him up to be better than that. He was more clever. And devious. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I don't really know what else to talk about. Well, Lee, if that's the case, I think it's time for questions. Questions? Questions, questions for Lee. What, for me? Questions for Lee. What? All right. All right, Lee. Cheerio. Um, cheerio. Uh, let's get down to a base, uh, down to the dirty with a nice basic one. Um, when did you see this movie first? Um, I probably what era of Lee are we talking about? I would say, I think I saw this movie about maybe like twelve years ago. So, probably like ten years after the movie itself came out. So twenty ten. Uh, this was sort of yeah, like kind of at the height or like the cooling down period of me watching a movie every day. <laughs> um, it just went to maybe like a couple movies every week. Yeah, once you started having to work, <laughs> work and go to school and stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah, and it was a movie I had known about because there was a lot of there was a lot of hype around it when it came out, like that it was gonna be. His next big thing. This no, like it, it was like this kind of Tarantino esque movie. Oh, people uh, thought Guy Ritchie might be Bra- the next Tarantino. Yeah, and Brad Pitt's in it. Oh, it's clever and funny, and it's like Pulp Fiction, but with British people. Um, and then it came out. It wasn't a flop, but I think a lot of critics were kind of like, oh, "It's just like his last movie." <laughs> And then it kind of like faded into obscurity. And then a few years later, it kind of got a little bit of a resurgence. It became kind of a cult movie. Um, and it's on the IMDb Top 250. I don't know if it's that good. <laughs> There's other movies that aren't on the Top 250 that I think deserve to be on it more than Snatch. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I I really liked it. when I, I think I... When I first watched it, I loved it. I was it like, definitely seems like I knew Lee of that era. Like, that Lee would have loved this movie. Yeah. Like, especially during, compared to the movies that were coming out during that time, you'd have been like, the movie nowadays are time snatched. Like, I could definitely see that. Like, because you were definitely super anti-CGI back then, anti-any AAA kind of movies, big time stuff like that. So something smaller scale, mm-hmm. and bare bones like a... Like Snatch. Snatch would be very appealing to a younger Lee. Yeah. But now you've probably seen like a couple movies like it, so. And I've watched it, you know, I've watched it a few times, you know, over the years and. Notice some mistakes here and there. Eh, mistakes and just thing, general things I don't like as much. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll talk that. more about that in a second. Next. Actually, uh, well, right into it. I'm gross. Uh, what was your favorite, like, you know what I'm asking? What's your favorite part aspect? Favorite aspect scene, all that good stuff. Um, I would say the editing. 
in this movie. Oh yeah, it's very Guy Fieri editing. So Guy Fieri? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Guy Fieri edited this movie. He's he chopping did. it up with a butcher knife. He did, he did, he did. The chef's knife. Um, Yeah, you know, it's got that... It's very 2000s, that's for sure. To me, it almost kind of... Some, there's some parts of it that almost kind of look like a of music video from that time period. Yeah, I could see that Lincoln Park As- music video. Especially or... that one scene, the coursing scene, actually, when they're actually, you know... Oh, yeah, definitely racing, like yeah. a European, like, techno track, like, mm-hmm. that somehow went popular in America for yeah, a minute. Yeah, like, it's intercut with... Uh, look kind of like Durant Sandstorm or something. Yeah, it was... Uh, Darube. Darube Sandstorm. Anyways, Nerd. <laughs> anyways, during yeah that scene they like intercut uh, the gangsters going after the big fat guy who yeah, was the yeah. getaway driver Tyrone. Kind of like he's the hair. Yeah, but he doesn't get away. <laughs> nope, he gets fucked. <laughs> um, and he almost gets his friends killed and himself. Um. I, yeah, I really like that scene. I like the song. I like just the the style of it. Um, I I, I really like the end fight with Brad Pitt when he's yeah. getting when he's getting really beat up. He's like because it's not as he, easy as he thought it would he, be. He's like he's floating underwater. Oh yeah, that is a really good scene because it's also no, like, it, that's perfectly how boxers describe it. The coolest part is when he gets like. He gets punched and he like flies through the air, like Matrix all style. The spit blood's got all like. Bruh. Yeah, that yeah that was that was pretty cool. There's lots of little Brad cool just like the stylistic things. Man, like we need, especially in America again now, American men. We need Fight Club. We need a Fight Club. Start being men again. Men is what we are. Violent and evil. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know. The, the overall style of this movie uh, it's got a really good fast pace you know there's lots of things getting thrown at you which again is why it's a little hard to just talk about it okay um, after that glowing review what what's your biggest complaint um I don't think the movie is as clever as it thinks it is mm-hmm <laughs> I do kind of think that there is a little bit of uh, like, boy, I am gonna be the next, I am gonna be the British Tarantino. This is gonna be a fun line, and there's just some lines that kind of fall flat, and just feel like they're overly cool. Even in some scenes, I like, I kind of cringe a little bit because it feels like Guy Ritchie's a little bit of an edge lord. Yeah, it's a little dated. It's very dated. It's very 2000s. Um, you know, the, especially that one scene with uh, with Bullet Tooth Tony and the, the three uh, boobs. <laughs> yeah. He calls them uh, <laughs> Big Dick and, your, and the two balls. And he has this speech about, you know, how they, you know, they wanted a taste of the criminal life and they thought that you know this was going to be their big ticket, um, but they didn't think that they were going to meet somebody like him, who fucking threatens them with a <laughs> desert eagle, hmm. 
and they got fucking blanks, fake guns. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. They were just so stupid. I was like, when are they gonna die? But you kind of didn't want them to die because they were so stupid. <laughs> what are we gonna deafen them to death? Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, well, Lee, then uh, kind of what's And then the bullet reading? tooth, and then how bullet tooth Tony dies. That yeah, that's stupid. my stupid. Yeah. It's really fucking stupid. My favorite is Brad Pitt in any scene he's in. Least favorite is him dying. Gold to the river's fucking name was. Yeah, Vinnie Jones. I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> Best part, X-Men. Um, well, Lee, what's your rating then? Kind of a. Excited to hear oh, wow. what it is since you. This might be our like our shortest episode, honestly. No, I, I think my movie holds. One of my movies holds that. I don't know about that. Well, we did a thirty-minute one before. Yeah, um, one of the rom-coms that we watched, and there's no way to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, there's not a. It. This is a movie that like feels like there's a lot going on. But really, like, it doesn't amount to all that much. It amounts to, like... It's like three days. Like, hey, these guys get the diamond at the end through all these fucked up circumstances, and they weren't even the ones who were looking for it. Uh, Jason's like kind of the good guys, but not really. You like them more than some the of the other characters yeah. in here. Um, yeah. There is, but yeah, there's some, there's fun... Fun dialogue, really good performances by a lot of the act, uh, a lot of the actors in this. It's a mostly male cast. Uh, yeah, other than like the clerk and the mom and the twins. Yeah, they're very all. All the women roles are very minor. Yeah, and I don't know. I kind of feel like there's almost like a theme going on with that, because there's also characters who, like the. The gangsters, they kind of call each other, like, girls' names. Bullet Tooth Tony says, or when uh, the Jewish gangster asks him, like, well, what should I call you? Like, Tony, Bullet Tooth? He's like, well, you can call me Susan if you like. It's probably just something British that we don't understand. I feel I like know. that's a British inside joke that Americans are just like, what? <laughs> like, there's so much British shit that, like, they just, like, you know, call it Gimmagambu. <laughs> You don't call it a Willy Wonka. Like, you don't spell color with a U. <laughs> you guys don't have Willy Wonkas over there? You mean doorknobs? Yeah, we have doorknobs. What the fuck are you talking about? Willy Wonkas. Like, can you guys stop speaking, speaking your made-up fucking fantastical elf English? Like, Can you catch up to Americans and speak regular 21st century English? Jesus Christ. Stupid British fucks. Fuck you, England. USA. 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 <laughs> um, I do not... Endorse Lee doesn't statements. endorse USA. He endorses Yee. Though. I endorse my country, but not in the way that you do. Lee endorses Yee. Lee endorses. Oh ye. God, no! <laughs> Don't even say that. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You know what this movie honestly kind of reminded me of while I was watching it? Uh, it kind of reminded me of Hot Fuzz, a little bit. But I I like Hot Fuzz a lot better. I've seen Hot Fuzz now. No, I think that the little jumpy cuts a bit maybe. But I feel like Hot Fuzz was more copying them than. Well, it obviously came, it wasn't the other way it around. Came but after. I feel like Hot Fuzz may have taken that aspect from. 
Guy Fieri. Guy Ritchie's Guy Fieri. Yes, Guy Fieri, everyone's favorite director. director. All right, I guess I'll just get to the rating then. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. I was going to say that's your lowest movie, but I think you've given your own movie seven before. I, I think it was Kill Bill where I gave both parts Oh, six. yeah, Kill Bill 1 is the one where I rated higher than you. Yeah, and then Kill Bill 2, we both agreed. It was garbage. Not garbage, but pretty it shit. It wasn't very good. Compared to the first one, it's definitely weak. not. It's weak. Weak ass shit. Uh, okay, well. Ah, well. <laughs> I think we got an upset, babies, because I'm going to give this a good old eight. That's crazy. I like the movie. It was entertaining. I really, I love Jason Statham. I love Brad Pitt. There's no romance, but I don't really care about that anymore. Um, it made it you was, laugh. Yeah, I was laughing. It was a fun movie. It went by quick. There wasn't moments where I was like, "There's not the." Yeah, it's not a super long movie. A little bit. There's a small twenty second dog fighting clip that's not very enjoyable, but whatever. They all get their heads blown off, and then I don't really care then. They get their comeuppance. Um, yeah, that dude's... Tor- and it's it's evil people doing evil shit, so I don't really like... I'm not like... It's it's like when, like, one, you see a graphic dog getting killed. Like, it's graphic. Or it's like you didn't expect it or something. But if it's like gangsters at a dog fighting, it's like I'm not as upset because it's like, oh, well, they're gangsters. They do evil shit. Bad people do bad shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, He's like... It's like in John Wick. I I don't like that, but it didn't make me hate the movie because one, John Wick goes and then blows all their fucking dicks off, destroys them. But then even in the scene, like they're evil piece of shit Russian mafia men. Of course, they they kill some guys. They film it tastefully. Yeah, you don't see it, and then and then then he fucking shoves their noses into their brain sockets. But um, yeah, I I like that. It was an eight. Uh, I I rated it pretty high on. Wow. Um, if there been. I don't know where you could even fit romance in this, really. There's no need Maybe for if, it. like, he had had a gypsy queen with him or whatever, oh, or whatever God. that would be. Like, the because he was, like, the gypsy king. They kept calling him, like, the king. Like, if he had, like, his own little, like, little dirty gypsy rat queen. Um, <laughs> kind of like, um, uh, I think the person that fit that perfectly would have been the same person from Fight Club, the, the girl. Helena Bonham Carter? She is British. That's a very name, a long name, but um, yeah, Bellatrix from Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, I think she could have fit that role, but really, not, yeah, it's not needed. It, no that would have maybe bumped it up to a nine for me, just to have a little some some, because I think that would be kind of cute, like a good little gypsy romance. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a movie based on of uh, like uh, Brad Pitt's character. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, and just like the whole gypsy camp and follow, thing. yeah, just like seeing what like what happens he's up to now. Like, what happened after that? Did he go and set up his own, like, gypsy mafia? He kind of had one, starting. Basically. They, uh, were, they were a gang. But, it, it, yeah, because they're a family They gang. took they're out like a all those gang. gangsters so easily. Because those fucking guys were underestimating them. And it was just, it was a badass scene, because they're all just like, the smokers are like, oh, oh, fucking, like, when are we going to get this over? The fucking hype pikes, which is what they call Yeah, all British people look down gypsies. on gypsies. <laughs> the gypsies are like, all right, we'll fucking kill your whole fucking family and be out of here before anyone even knows. We're going to bury you and then gone, leave. Baby. Burn the whole camp down. <laughs> no one's going to fucking find us. And the British, like, FBI is going to come down and be like, what the fuck? I, <laughs> I kind of love when they finally reveal... When that guy like 
pulls out his badge, you think he's like another gangster or something. Because this whole movie, it's like you haven't seen any policemen. Yeah, there's been no law enforcement anywhere, even though there's been shootouts, murders, burning downs. You haven't seen shit. And then finally, it's like, oh, it's like the British They're finally finally catching up. (laughs) But I think it's because it's in Britain. If that's an American movie, there's police everywhere constantly, always. We just have so much more police in America. Very, very true. Yeah, like I just don't feel like, like, because th- th- like it's revealed in the end, the oh, higher man. up British police force, like their equivalent of like an FBI, was looking into that gangster guy and was about to take him down. And like if the gypsies hadn't done it, they would have done it over something else. Yeah. Um. And now they're just looking to the gypsies because the guy's gang is gone. <laughs> like where'd that guy go? <laughs> Where are they? Going? And the gypsies are gone. Where are they? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> um. Something's fishy around here. Yeah. I was going with that thought, but... Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. I'm surprised. Wow, this is the... Second time. First movie that you've liked, really yes. liked of mine in quite a while. Is that true? I don't know if that's true. Well, no, I guess you really you liked Little Miss Sunshine. We're right? kind of like... Or, I want to say right here... Uh, towards the end, if you made it this long, um, you know, it's been a while since we uploaded an episode. It's kind of sparing. You know, it's the holiday season. We both work in uh, hospitality and retail. I just moved. Yeah, we, 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 he works in hospitality. I work in retail. We're like the busiest people in the world right now. It's just kind of harder to upload. We're going to, um, but we took a good little break and now we're back. We'll be more consistent. Um, especially after the season, we got some good upgrades coming to you, but we'll talk about that way later. We got some more episodes to give you first. Um, but I think with that, we're going to wrap this episode up. I'm going to tell you right now what we'll be watching next week. Sorry. Um, not, um, I am who I am. Uh, hashtag not sorry. Uh, hashtag sorry. Uh, wink, wink. Um, I, I I was still debating this throughout the whole movie what I wanted to watch. It was between a couple movies. But I've settled on it. We're gonna be watching Gone in Sixty Seconds. Um Woo. I'm looking I've been I kinda wanna watch like a fun action stupid movie. Um because I have another movie that's a little more thought provoking that I might show Lee next. Maybe not though, because I kinda wanna watch at least one Christmas movie this year. Um, but yes, that's what we'll be watching next week. We'll be talking about next week. Uh, watch it now so you can follow along with us unless you want to be spoiled. Um, then we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Go and follow us on Instagram uh, at It's Not The Worst Movie Ever Podcast. In the link, you'll find our personal Instagrams linked. Go over to Lee's, find his, you'll find his letterbox. You'll find his Instagram, all that good shit, and his Goodreads. Go over to my Instagram. There you'll find my TikTok, my personal TikTok linked, my dog's TikTok linked, my my dog's TikTok linked, or my dog's Instagram linked. Um, I post stuff on my own personal Instagram, and I have a TikTok that reviews like books and pop culture shit and collections. Uh, go follow all those things, you know, the millennial way. Hit like and follow. Um, please subscribe. It really helps us out. Leave a rating for us. It helps show the algorithm that people are listening and then it's a worthwhile podcast to push. Um, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope you have a great week and we'll talk and see you next week. A very passionate, a blue. 
Yeah, it's a bit like, a bit like, it's a bit like, yeah.